Okay, but once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember, you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. WHUTs. After further review, couldn't make it into the studio this afternoon or tonight or actually this afternoon going out of town. Got a basketball game. Actually got moved up to 1230. So I'll be in Cleveland while the show is on. But we got Frank Bastion. He had to tape a segment. I said, what's up, Frank? Let's get this segment in. Frank, how you doing today, man? Well, I'm doing a lot better than I was last week given that my voice was almost shot. Mm -hmm. Still not 100% back. I'm Sipping on some honey lemon tea right now, being prepared to announce Bedford and Dexter tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what are your thoughts on that game before we get into college football? Well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a tough one. Dexter's got four starters back, and mm-hmm. I've heard some outlets say that they might be the team to beat the SEC Red this year. Mm-hmm. Really? So, Dexter. When I thought, was Dexter pretty poor last few years, or have they been always pretty decent? Well, I... I do know for a time they were god-awful in football. They had a 41-game losing streak, and then they've really turned the ship around Mm -hmm. and been winning games. In basketball, they've been pretty solid, too. Right. uh, One guy who I'm going to really have an eye on tonight is uh, Brian Parachuk, who was actually committed to go play for Mel Tucker in, in 2023 as a tight end. Wow. Okay, so it should be a pretty good game. I, I believe also Dundee and Ida are playing? Oh, uh, yes. Monroe County's version of Duke and North Carolina. This is going to be the first time since, since 2012-2013 that I'm going to be missing probably both games in that series. Mm-hmm. Hey, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fun one. It's actually the season opener for Ida. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, why is it so late? I thought – Basketball started last week. Well, Ida got kind of a late start. They were supposed to actually play Hillsdale on Tuesday, but that got postponed because of some threat made at Hillsdale High School. Mm-hmm. So they pretty much had to open up with Dundee, and Dundee's coming in at 3-0 and on the season. I mm-hmm. actually did get to go watch them play Tecumseh last week because right. I had to scout Tecumseh. And mm-hmm. they've, got some, they've got some nice pieces back. they got a couple of really good sophomores and Ethan Layton and Braden Whitaker, who I think are really coming into their own. And mm-hmm. Ida's got some nice pieces back too. Tyler Robertson, their point guard. He's a junior and uh, Carter Diedrich, their big guy who missed pretty much all last year with a knee injury. He's supposed to be back too. So, and it's a rivalry game. And what do we say about rivalry games? What gets thrown out the window? No, uh, it all records. Yes. Yep. So, uh, that's it. That that'll definitely be a fun one in Dundee tonight. Right, right. Okay, that, that's good. That should be a good one. All right, now going on with your college college football. What's going on? Well, this is pretty much going to be kind of a mea culpa on my part, and a lot of changing my stance. And I know that. Let me just say that there's probably going to be people who will hear this and. 
probably call me hypocritical and call me a flip-flopper. And you know what? I don't care. It's my viewpoint. And a lot of it's just having to come to grips with reality. Mm-hmm. What leads me to this is the opt-outs. Now, we've seen this the last few years where players are opting out of bowl games that aren't playoff games because they want to protect their NFL draft stock and they don't want to risk a career injury like what happened to Jalen Smith in the Fiesta Bowl in 2015. Right. And I, my stance on that has never changed. I said, you know, hey, I get why you're doing it. You're trying to protect your investment. And I know there's a lot of people that are probably more than likely were born before August 10th, 1988, when I was. Right. They'll say, oh, you got to go out there and play for your team. And you're selfish and all this Times change. Hey, I mean, because look what happened. I mean, I mentioned Jalen Smith. Look at Jake Butt in the when he went in the Orange Bowl in 2016. He got hurt, and it pretty much cost him a chance of being drafted really high in the NFL. Right. And I know people are going to say, well, they can take out insurance policies. What they don't realize is those insurance policies, the minute they play their first snap in the NFL, it's gone. So. And now kind of getting to why I'm taking a stance, Michigan State's in the Peach Bowl. And again, I'm very pleased that they were. Great season, 10-2, Mel Tucker's second year here. And I find out it was yesterday at work that Kenneth Walker was opting out of the game. I mean, he was the Walter Camp Player of the Year, Doak Walker Award winner, should have been in New York for the Heisman Trophy, but wasn't. That's another topic for another time. Right. And he's probably going to end up getting drafted in one of the first couple of rounds of the NFL draft. Could be the first running back off the board. Right. He's opting out. And I know a lot of people are saying that he's a quitter. And I'm saying, look, I don't like that he opted out as a fan. But at the same time, I'm going to say, hey, He did great things at Michigan State. He helped Mel Tucker take off in his second year. And for that, I'm going to be thankful for saying, you know what? Go to the NFL, get drafted. I'll root for you, whoever you play for. And that's what all fans should do. And then I find out Kenny Pickett, Pitt's quarterback, Heisman finalist, and I believe he won a couple other awards too. He's opting out. So the two biggest stars from each team they're opting out that pretty much renders the peach bowl unwatchable unless you're a michigan state alum or a pit alum i mean granted, i'm probably still gonna watch because i have friends where i have SU alums that have invited me to do so but think about this i was actually planning on going down to atlanta for this game and then, of course, I decided not to. I realized I was probably going to be spending close to a grand in terms of tickets, hotel, flights, all that jazz. But let's say if I did, and then I get down there, everything's paid for, I find out, no Kenneth Walker. Would that, if you were in my shoes, would you think, hey, you know, this sucks. I just blew too much money to go watch a bowl game where the stars aren't playing. I mean, I think that you're right. It, it is about kind of star power there. Now, I think some people would look at it the perspective of, of you're just rooting for the school. And that, and that could be true, you know. Like we're, while we're recording, you know, I'm watching 
University of Toledo versus Middle Tennessee State in the Bahamas Bowl. Am I watching it for star power? I mean, who's really the star on the team? You know, you got Brian Kobach. I mean, Tyson Anderson, I know who he is because I actually helped coach him at St. John's Jesuit on the basketball court. He was on the varsity basketball team. He was a hell of a football player. So, I mean, that has the, 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 the little interest, but you're right. Compared to schools that I'm not really, you know, really invested in, you you are looking at the kids that, you know, you you you, you star power. You, that's what you need. Exactly. So now with the Stars not playing in the Peach Bowl and, you know, probably other New Year's Six games you're going to see guys opted out to. I know Notre Dame's Kyron Williams, he's opted out. Mm -hmm. And there's probably going to be more to come there. It's gotten to the point where where the opt-outs are just becoming too much for us as fans. Mm -hmm. Because, again, like you said, we want to see star power. I mean, if I'm watching – if I'm watching any other bowl game where I don't really, it doesn't bother me who wins, but I want to see like this one player in particular who's really good. And then I find they're not playing. That's disappointing. Hmm. And truthfully, this is where it leads to my main point. I have to give up on my stance on keeping the college football playoff as it is because the opt-outs are becoming too much. Hmm. We've got to expand this thing to 16. Not six, not eight, not 12, not some hybrid system, full scale, 16 teams. And why not just do 32? I mean, they rank 25 of them. There's 25 uh, ranked teams, actually. I mean, or you can do 25 ranked teams and call it a day and put some buys in there. Well, I mean, that's what you do. I mean, that's why I don't understand. They talk about these rankings. You rank all the teams, but usually only people can, you know, only people that really concern or worry about is the top four, or sometimes the top six going into everything when when it gets to the nitty gritty final part of it. Well, I think the uh, the whole top twenty five thing. I think that's something that goes back to how they've done rankings since probably before you or I were even born. Mm-hmm. But I think 16 is enough because I think if you get uh, if you open it up to let's say 24, 32, you're gonna be you're gonna start opening it up to teams that have have four losses, some even five, and let's not let's not go that far yet. I think 16 is enough. I mean, yeah, at that point, I realize you're gonna have three lost teams in, mm-hmm. and you're gonna have blowouts in the first round. Um, but let me ask you this. What's going to be worse? Seeing first round blowouts where team where you see team like an Alabama or a Georgia or Ohio State putting up a 50 burger on somebody or some bowl game that has no star power in it and is just unwatchable drag. <laughs> Uh, you're right. Like I said, I, I some of these bowl games, I just I just think it feels black. I, I mean, there's just like I said, if I have personal interest in it, I'll watch it. Obviously, I think what some teams do look at though, I think you're talking about the bowl games that are before the New Year's Day six. I mean, let's be honest, the New Year's Day six are going to be bringing in the big boy teams, the, the the ones that have the notoriety, 
and the cachet. So people are going to watch those bowl games. But I do understand what you're saying about maybe the bowl games from now until basically New Year's Eve where what's the point of really watching it? Yeah, I mean, unless you're just looking for something to have on. Right, something in the background. But, I mean, the, kind of going back to the opt-outs, I mean, I get it if you're – if it's uh, – if it's some flea bag bowl that your team is playing in and the big names are opted out, uh, oh, well. Mm-hmm. But New Year's Six, that's actually really good bowl games. You got great matchups. You got tradition, history, hey, um, hey, and a lot more eyes are going to be on you. And then everybody's opted out of that. That's where it really starts to hit because – like I said, they bring in money, but what's the point of uh, going to those games or selling tickets if the big names aren't playing? I mean, I actually heard Rico Beard say this on his podcast. He said the only way to one way to combat this be let's say in the in the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl, you give the MVP a three billion dollar prize and a trophy that's full of products from the Lord's Chicken. Mm-hmm. Or the cluck cluck, as you like to call it. Yes, the cluck cluck. <laughs> but uh, I don't think that's. I, don't, I mean, look, I don't think that's going to do it. But because you also have to factor in the whole NIL, name, image, and likeness, the transfer portal. Well, I mean, I and, think yeah. college sports is, is kind. Of, it's starting to get individualized. I, the fabric as we know it. It's starting to erode, and it's it's sometimes going to be more about the individual than the actual school. And I think this is what the schools were worried about because, you know, it's going to things are going to go to the best bidder. And and I understand the NCAA has made a whole bunch of money on the backs of these kids, and the the kids should be getting some kind of a cutoff of it. But I think the one thing people liked about college sports was that people were playing for the front of the jersey and not the back. And that's what separated it from pro sports. It was different. You know, in the pros, obviously, everyone's their own entity. Everyone's a brand. It's kind of a franchise within a franchise. But when you hit college sports, you still kind of have a next level high school feel to it. And I think now with the new rules and everything like that, it's going to erode. You know, you see guys commits going from Florida State to Jackson State because they get this big NIL deal or NLL, NLI deal, you know, name like NIL, name, image, and likeness deals. So in the transfer portal, it seems like if if you're not getting what you want, you transfer. Now, obviously, there's certain situations where I will admit there's coaches that lie just to get you in the door, and they want to get all these recruits so they can win, and sometimes people get squeezed out. But now it's to the point now where it's just it's it's pro sports, basically. You're getting paid paid handsomely and you got a free agent market pro sports is now in college sports because you don't nowadays you know there was penalties with, with transferring either you had to sit a year out or if you transferred within conference they had to sit out two years now you can just transfer anywhere even in within conference after a while you know the branding of the school is just going to be gone I mean I, I think it's eroded think about duke basketball when you think about duke basketball you don't think about the few recent years, I mean, you remember Zion and stuff like that, but some people don't remember that Kyrie Irving went to Duke. I mean, he went there for eleven games, but you know that's that's just how it goes. And 
I mean, you're you're right. I, I think it, it sucks. I mean, you I, I don't understand. You play the whole season with your team, you battle and everything like that. Then you have the bowl game, which is the capper. It caps off everything, and you're saying, eh, well, you know, I'm done with this. I'm gonna go go to the NFL and prepare for that. You can still prepare for the NFL while preparing with your team for the bowl game. <laughs> you know, you're still getting reps up on the football field. You're still getting in the weight room. You know, now I understand. I've seen this. I mean, you've seen it where when we used to cover UT Rocket Sports where guys after the bowl game was over would go with the NFL um, trainers or get get an agent and they hook them up with a professional trainer. And then when they come back for the pro day, they way bigger than what they used to be. That happened with Barry Church. I remember when Barry Church, me and him came out the same year, you know, uh, he looked like a totally different person when he came to graduation. That was from that point all the way to graduation, which the season ended. I don't know if they went to a bowl game his senior year. I don't think they did. I think they ended up like they, I know they didn't. five and I seven. So. Yeah, they lost yeah, to Bowling Green the last game at Bowling Green. and uh, But from December to early May, because it was right before the draft, um, he, he was jacked. I mean, he was huge and everything, and he had been working out in L.A., and I believe he was working out in Dallas as well, getting ready for the NFL draft. and looked like a totally different person, but think about that. Even though he didn't have the bowl game, he could have had the bowl game in December. You still have between January, you know, I think late February, early March, you have the combine if you're great if you're gracious enough to get invited, and then you have another month until the NFL draft. You got plenty of time to, to train for that. But I think it also goes back to the point I alluded to. I mean, ten, like ten or so years ago, this is stuff we didn't think about, and then you Fast forward to January 2016, the Fiesta Bowl, when Jalen Smith and Notre Dame blows his knee out, and and everyone thought that his career was probably over. And I think you're seeing like the big name players realize, you know, that could be me, and I don't want to end up loop. I don't want to end up suffering some freak injury in a game where the. I mean, all my teams play for is trophies, some bragging rights, and we get some free swag out of it. But unless it's the unless it's a playoff game where you get to play for the big prize, then I you pretty much see hey, you know what? Um, what's the point of just going out there, hair risking injury? I mean, look, I know people say, well, you can get hurt training and all that. That's just that's just the nature of the beast, the way it is now. Now, and if you start, if you have a sixteen-team playoff, I don't. You won't. I don't. It's highly unlikely you're going to see guys opting out because that's going to become a lot more punitive, if not impossible. Because then the argument turns into, well, they had a chance to win it all and they quit. <laughs> I think, too, but I also think if you're up for the national championship, you don't ever see those guys opt out. So that don't ever happen. But I do understand, though, that they look at it as if it's not a really meaningful bowl game and you're a, a top, you know, a, a top player in the NFL draft. You, what yeah, is the point? And the Peach Bowl, the Peach Bowl is a nice bowl, but it's not really a top bowl. Exactly. And let me use another player as an example too, Kayvon Thibodeau of Oregon. He's probably he's expected to be 
be going at least in probably the top two of the NFL draft. I know some are saying Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan will go number one. <laughs> um, but that's neither here nor there at this point. That's something for Dave the man that got Harris to discuss. Right, right. But Thibodeau said, you know what? I'm done. We're not we're just playing for some in some whole hum bowl game for some whole hum trophy. Mm. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go start preparing myself to play on Sunday. Right. And he, he's and you know what? He's protecting his investment. And I mean, do I and go I mean it really goes back to what I said. Do I like it as a fan? No, and I don't think anybody should have to like it, but at the same time you have to realize that's just the way it is. Yeah, it is. You you said you just have to this that's what what it is, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing I mean, you can, there's nothing really you can do about it. I mean, unfortunately, but I mean, like I said, that's where college sports is coming. I totally understand where they're coming from. You know, they want to protect their investment, but you're right. You know, when you see guys kind of opt out, it's kind of like this, this is what's the point? Like, if you're not going to take this seriously, who else should take it seriously? Yeah, I mean, and really in the FBS level of college football is the only place you see it. You don't see it in college basketball because the well, NCAA gets 68 teams in. Well, here's the thing, though. There's a difference because in college basketball, if you make the tournament, they can make your stock rise. You know, someone like a Shabazz Napier, you go in, if, you're, if your team goes on a hot tournament run and you're the, 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 the guy that's doing really well, all eyes are on the tournament. A lot of GMs watch it. And a lot of times there's guys that aren't very good you know, that make a good tournament run and people go, oh, that's a really great player right there. And it makes your stock rise higher than if you're not being seen. So I think with the bowl games, because they're not on that level as the NCAA March Madness. I mean, come on, it has the March Madness brand. Some of these bowl games are just meaningless that people aren't watching. It's not going to help rise your stock. You see what I'm saying? Uh, you know, you start training uh, for the I NFL absolutely. draft, and you going into these combines and pro days is helping you raise, raise your stock. Whereas with the NCAA tournament, all eyes are on it; they're watching. You go out and have one or two. You know, the game of basketball is just like the game. You know, March tournament, March Madness is like AAU. You know, you go into these big tournaments. You can all you need is have one good game, and somebody will like your game and want to want to either recruit you to a big school or a GM or an owner want you to be on their team and they want to draft you high. Yeah. I, I, I get I get that too. But the thing is, in the, the NCAA tournament, you, you're one of the 68 teams that gets in. You're not going to see players after that say, oh, I've been opt out to prepare for the NBA draft. Well, that's the point because they know yeah. the more basketball you play, the more you're seen is going to up, up, up your baggage. There's no win – there's there's more gain than loss in the NCAA tournament. If you're already a high pick, you know, considered a high pick for the draft, and you do bad in the tournament, they'll just be like, eh, you know, the team was awful. You know, like Ben Simmons, he didn't even make the tournament. He still was a number one pick. But there's those guys that could be a mid-round, first-rounder, and become a lottery pick if they end up, you know, doing well in the NCAA tournament. Or a guy that could be a second-rounder ends up sneaking into the first round because he had a great NCAA tournament. You go to a bowl game, they ain't they ain't raising your stock. Exactly. I mean, you can say the same thing about college hockey, college baseball, pretty much any 
any other college sport where you're going to play professionally and there's a dra- and there's a draft involved. Right. You're not going to see because at that point it becomes it becomes more punitive than protecting your investment. Right, right. And in football, everybody knows you have a short window to make any type of money. So with that being said, a lot of people are going to just be like, you know, okay, um, short time to make an investment. You know, I'm, I, I got to I gotta do what I got to do. And I, do I blame them? No, I don't blame them at all. I don't blame those guys at all. Whereas with other sports – you can you can you have time to make a lot more money. Yeah, but kind of but kind of going back to my expansion and sixteen teams. How how meaningless do you think it would make a big time November game? Let's say like how how Michigan and Ohio State was mm-hmm. that that game was it was winner winner stays alive loser you're done um, that's it. I mean, it's kind of put to me as how it is now is you're riding the lightning and you pretty much got a it's pretty much win or else. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I mean, granted that takes that whole that takes that whole com, that compelling sense away. Hey, but is that is that do you think that's something that fans would be willing to sacrifice? Like I am in order to ensure that you have a more quality product come postseason time. Well, what's the question? Like rephrase it. Do you think that, that there are other fans who would be willing to sacrifice the price, the, uh, the drama of a November game in order to attain a much higher quality postseason games? Hmm. I mean, that's a tough one. Yeah, because like let, let's say, let's say we had a sixteen team playoff this year, mm-hmm. Michigan and Ohio State. I know that that's the game, game, the tradition, all that jazz. But let's say and let's say hey, that if Ohio State, let's say Ohio State loses, they'd probably be in if it's a sixteen team playoff. They was like, you know what, we hate losing, but you know what. We're not done. We still got a chance. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the whole the drama of having your season being ended in the in November from a figurative sense mm-hmm. is that kind of is that is that enough of a sacrifice that that other fans would be willing to make? I think so. I mean, I think they would make that sacrifice. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean, granted, it was, I'll be honest, it was something that I wasn't really wanting to do, but at the same point, it's starting to look like you're going to have to, and that's just the way it'd be. Right. I, I, I don't know. I it probably be the way it'd be. I mean, I don't know. It, it, it depends on the fan. Yeah. I mean, I, I know you're going to. I know that a lot of the old school fans are going to say, oh, it's going to ruin. It's an evolving sport. For times are going to change, whether we like it or not. And for some, I mean, I can speak for myself. It it might take longer to accept that notion than others do. 
Yeah, that yeah that that yeah that is true. But everything's always changing, so you just have to accept it and move on. I think that that's that's what I I, I think it is. You just have to we just have to accept it. It's just it's hard to accept change and things that have been going on for years and years and years. For some people, they just it's just hard for them to accept. Yeah, and I mean you said, and I think some will even will try and say, you know, look at what Major League Baseball did in the pandemic year; they expanded their playoffs and and ratings tanked. I don't think, I truly don't think you're going to see ratings tank in college football unless unless something absolutely crazy happens. Mm-hmm. So, I would say come. 2020 come 2024 whenever they want to expand this thing just go ahead make it 16 teams the best 16 according to your rankings get in and conference championship does not guarantee you an appearance because i know i've seen some models say oh we got to include all group of five conference champions and get in no i want the best 16 teams best of the best well hold on but if you win the conference championship, aren't you one of the better teams? Well, let, let, let's let's be completely honest here. Let's say, if, let's say that uh, no, is no, Northern Illinois. Mm-hmm. Let's use them as an example. Mm-hmm. Are they one of they won the Mid American Conference? Mm-hmm. Are they one of the best sixteen teams in college football? Probably. If they win, if you win your conference championship, I would think you're probably one of the better teams. And, and Northern Illinois had a really good season this season. I mean, let, let let's give them credit where credit is. Due. Shout out Rocky Lombardi. Right. Let's give let, let's give credit where credit is due. They actually did play pretty well, even though you know we're not really supposed to be celebrating NIU or or liking them. Um, yeah, but that's but do you but. I mean, the whole thing of having the the best of the best 16, let's say, I mean, I don't have like the the rankings in front of me right now, but let's say a team that is, was 16th in the rankings, Mm -hmm. would they be a better first round matchup than somebody from a group, from a group of five conference, like Northern Illinois or um, Louisiana, who won the Sun, I believe won the Sun Belt. Right. Or um, I can't remember who won Conference USA this year. It escapes me. And, or or even or even San Diego State. Mm-hmm. I think I think really you get you start allowing like oh all conference champions got to qualify. Just because you won a conference championship doesn't make you better than yeah. I I would fifteenth or sixteenth best team in the playoff rankings. I could I could understand that where you're right. There's got to be. I think it helps you be in the hunt for it, but there has to be. I guess I would I would agree with you. Other criteria that you need. Yes, I mean it'll. I mean it can it can help your cause, but mm-hmm. at the same time you can. You also, I think, you also have to tie strike the schedule in as well for other teams. Like, if it, you can't, you can't be going out and playing in, uh, the little sisters of the poor as your non-conference later, a crap ton of garbage FCS teams, mm-hmm. and maybe I'll put it into teams like Alabama and, and Georgia playing Furman and Samford and and South Carolina State, even though they're going to be playing in the celebration bowl on Saturday. 
you got you got to schedule quality, right? And throw you, you got to throw that in too, so you don't see a team like, oh, we went, we had a great record, but we got fat and sassy off of playing creep playing of. Uh, Playing the Krispy Kremes on the schedule. Right, right. You over there playing Panera Bread Tech. <laughs> you know, or, you know, Krispy Treat, Krispy Kreme of the Week tri- Children, or, you know, Berry <laughs> Bagels High. You know, yeah, you're playing some softies. Yeah. So you got you got at least at least tie that in. You got to tie that in as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know you lose again. You lose too many. Obviously, it hurts your chances, but let's say you get through. It basically allows you a little bit more leeway. I'd say three. I think with sixteen, you don't have you wouldn't have anybody getting in with more than three losses. Right, right. that's true. and then the whole thing with, and then I already made mention of. I don't think we're gonna we're gonna be able to have first round home games like you see in the FCS and Division Two playoffs. Even though I did watch a little bit of North Dakota State and East Tennessee State last week, and that looked like a pretty well-attended game at the Fargo Dome. Mm-hmm. No. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, I, still, I think people people would come, but I think there's going to be way too, there's going to be too much. Comp- Continue. Just try to wrap it up. We had some technical difficulties, but let's wrap it up. What, what's, what's your final points with this? My, my final point is, is this, and this is to anyone who has known my stance on playoff expansion. To those who know what it is and don't like that I'm changing and want to call me a hypocrite and call me a flip-flopper, too bad. It's reality. Times are changing. You got to accept it. And sometimes it involves taking the lesser of two evils. And to those who actually are appreciative of me changing, because I know who you all are, and I know a lot of people have been on me about it, you didn't cause me to change my stance. This is me making the change on my own accord. Simple as that. Uh, and don't be all hooting and hollering and going crazy about it. Just be thankful that I did, accept it, and that's all you got to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Frank, just telling it like it is, huh? Exactly. And then, you know, you could eat. You could probably even cut that and use it for a possible life lesson as well. Uh, that, that is very true. Any, any plans for the weekend, Frank, as we wrap this up? Well, I'm not really sure what's going to be going on Saturday yet. I don't know if I'll go out and see any Saturday basketball. Actually, I know that there's some high school wrestling going on in the Monroe County Sheriff's Tournament. I may go see some of my guys from Dundee. Okay. He and that one. And then Sunday, in work at 6 o'clock in the morning. Last week of peak season. Yeah, it's been pretty slow for UPS, though. I'll tell you that right now. So it hasn't really felt like a Christmas season. But, Frank, keep watching sports and rest up. Absolutely. Thank you, Derek. All right. And good, good luck to your arrows on Saturday. Here. Thank you. Thank you, Frank. All right, man. Yeah. Yep. That was Frank Vaster there on the phone lines here on 88.3 WGTs. After further review, always has a great segment. I know the audacity kind of was messing up, and it's going to be a little choppy in some of the segments, but still, once again, great, great, great material. You can always check us out on After Further Review Saturday mornings, 1130 to 1.30 on 88.3 WXUT. If you missed the show, we always have it on SoundCloud and on iTunes. WXUT's After Further Review with a picture of Frank Baxter and the horse's head. We also have our Facebook page, After Further Review Sports Show. 
Um, you can watch our live shows on there when we're live. And sometimes we get on Twitter, AFR Sports Show. Uh, coming up next, you got more after further review. Next on 88.3 WXUT after, after WXUT's after further review. <laughs> 